It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles again, turn back to Genesis chapter 6. We're dealing with this thought this week on finding God's will for your life. We're finding, following, and fulfilling God's will for your life. Now, some of the things we've stated already, we're looking at Noah, looking at God's will for, for Noah's life, and seeing some steps that he took to complete God's will for his life. That is what I'm interested in because what he did are things that we can do in our life today that I believe and I know will keep us in God's will. Now, we made this statement and it's very critical to understanding how God reveals his will for your life. Many times, if not all the time really, God's will is revealed to you in steps. God gives you truth, On something, direction on something, you take the step. God gives you more truth, you take the step. God gives you the next set of directions, you take that step. See, life in following and completing God's will is a series of steps of obedience. The more you obey, the more he gives you to do. The bigger the task many times when he can trust you with smaller things. When you're faithful in small things, then God gives you bigger things. That's how God works. Some of us maybe haven't found God's will for our lives yet because we've not been faithful in completing the little steps, the little things, whether it be working in our church, whether it be reading and praying every day, whether it be serving in our church. I mean, I think you get the idea. I sure hope you do. If we're not being faithful in those things, don't expect God to give you something else to do. You're not obeying him in the first thing. He can't trust you to do anything else. Noah, I see, had built some trust with God. God could trust him that he would get the work done, that he wouldn't miss anything, and we'll get there in a moment. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself now. Let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8. If you have a Bible, please get it out. Read it with me. It'll be much better if you can follow along with me. I am not, this is not my own opinions. This is the Word of God. I want you to see it from the Word of God. That is the basis of truth. And if what I say does not match up with the Word of God, then please throw it up. Throw it in the trash. Email me. Show me from the Word of God where I was wrong. Please, I I challenge you to do that. I sure don't want to be teaching anything other than the Word of God, but I am convinced that some of these things we're sharing this week are true because I've seen them work. I see it in Noah's life. I see it throughout Scripture. Uh, Many Scriptures point this way. I quoted some of them the other day. The steps of a good man are ordered, are ordered by the Lord. A man's heart deviseth his own way, but the Lord directeth his steps. And so many more. We don't need to go into all of them at this moment. We started looking yesterday at Noah's walk. Very, very important. Step number one, Noah's walking. I am concerned with what he was doing at first. Now, there was something I kind of left out. Didn't mean to, but did. Verse number eight, Noah found grace in the eyes 
of the Lord, first and foremost, you're not going to do anything for God without, first of all, receiving the grace of God, or in other words, being saved. And it was that grace of God that allowed Noah to be a just man and perfect in his generations, as the Bible says. Salvation, when brought to our heart, makes a change in us. And after that, God begins to sanctify our lives or make us holy. And as we take those steps, our walk begins to match maybe our talk. Noah was walking right morally, if I can say. You look at the times, and Lord willing, we may get into some of that more next week, but you look at the times he was living in. They were very wicked, corrupt, filthy times. The Bible says that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. Noah lived in a wicked time. He seems, according to the Word of God, it seems like he was the only Godly man still standing, still serving God in that day. Noah's, Noah walked a holy walk. And until we're willing to get back to the holy standards of God's word, don't expect God to use you. God has qualifications for service. Holiness is one of those qualifications. But I see not only was his outward walk right, but his inward walk was right. It says, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. I see Noah's walk outwardly, and I see Noah's walk inwardly. We've seen Noah's walk morally, now we're going to see Noah's walk spiritually. We've seen Noah's walk out in physical life in front of others, his testimony. But then we're going to see internally his relationship with God. Simply this, he spent time with God. No person is ever going to find God's will for their life without spending time with Him. Prayer, Bible reading, Bible study, it's all critical, absolutely critical to finding, following, and fulfilling God's will for your life. Because of his walk with God, because of his closeness to God, because of his walk towards the world, his moral walk, it made him usable or qualified for service. His time spent with God made him accessible, close enough to hear when God spoke. And it made him available. He was willing to obey. Now these two areas that I've shared with you, they are critical if you want to amount to anything by God and to be usable by God. If you're not living a holy life, I don't care how how zealous you are about completing God's will for your life or doing something for God, you're not going to do anything because for God without that holy walk because God does not use holy vessels. I'm sorry. God does not use unholy vessels. God's looking for righteous, holy, godly men. And we, a few weeks ago, dealt 
with where are the godly men. That's critical if you're going to find God's will for your life. So we see Noah's walking. There are steps there that we can take. First and foremost, before anything else, there needs to be that. God's work of grace in our heart, saving us, obviously, first and foremost, sanctifying us, making us holy as we allow God's Word to begin to work in us. But then that spending time with God is absolutely critical for that power and the ability that we need to be able to complete God's will. And if you don't take that step first, you'll never go any farther. That's step number one. Step number two, I see Noah's working. You see, because Noah had spent time with God, because Noah had qualified himself, because Noah was willing to do a work, because he was close enough to hear God's direction, God gave him a work to do. I need you to understand this, that finding, following, and fulfilling God's will for your life will require work. Don't expect God's will to be easy. He didn't promise that. He did say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, but that's because he is carrying the load. But let me say this, it's going to take a good amount of physical labor, of spiritual labor, time spent in prayer, serious prayer. It's very hard work. That's why most people do not pray very long at all, if they pray at all. Because it's work. You don't believe me? You try to pray for an hour and come back and tell me how hard it was. It's not easy. Think about this. God told him to build an ark, to gather animal, a whole, I mean, a whole bunch of animals, animals of every kind. And then, of course, we know from other scriptures that he preached the gospel, he preached the righteousness. For how long was this that he did all, just all this, just one step here? 120 years. You see, the work in God's will, it's, it's a great work. We don't have time to waste. We've got a job to do and we need to get busy about doing it. You see, Noah had a work ethic. A lot of people, they want God's will, but they don't want to work at it. They don't want to actually do anything. They want something easy, something simple, and where they can feel good about themselves, basically. You know, I've passed out my three tracks for the week. I have done God's will for my life. I have no more responsibility in reaching any more sinners for this week until next week, and then my goal resets and I'll do it again. That's almost how people look at God's will. But no, that is not what God has for us. It is a life calling, a life plan that God has for you. Something that will be your full purpose. You see, we don't exist to work here, uh, uh, just a normal job. We don't exist just to raise a family. We exist for the glory of God. And as a Christian, our sole and primary responsibility is advancing the kingdom of God by sharing the gospel. And if you are not directly involved in some sort of, of gospel outreach, or as some would call a soul-winning work, whether it be just by preaching, whether it be by daily witnessing and just getting the gospel out, and if you are not in some way, shape, or form directly involved in that, then I don't believe you're in God's will for your life. Because God is looking for laborers to work in His field. And God gave the church, not the preachers, God gave the church 
the great commission to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means wherever you are at, you have a responsibility to reach those around you. There are sinners that you can reach that I will never be able to reach. There are sinners that I can reach that you will never be able to reach. So therefore, it takes all of us working together, giving out the gospel. You see, Noah, he had a good work ethic. Noah could be trusted. First of all, when God gave direction, Noah listened. Some of us, we're not close enough, we're not willing enough to listen when God begins to give us direction. Let me say this, Noah was diligent. When God gave him a work to do, he immediately began to obey. He got busy about doing what he could. He didn't waste time. He wasn't there to take breaks. He wasn't there to play games. He had a work to do and he got busy doing it because he didn't know when that flood was coming. He had a big task to do. And so it was critical that he worked as hard and as fast as he could on it because he didn't know how much time he had left. May I say this? Noah's work was dependable. God gave very specific directions to be followed in how the work was to be accomplished, how the ark was to be built. Noah was thorough. He didn't miss one single thing. If that had been me, I don't know how I'd have been able to keep up with that. I've had a boss before that's given me five or six different things to do at once, and if I don't write them down, <laughs> I maybe get three out of six, three out of five, something like that. You know, I have to write it down or I forget. That's how a lot of us are. I just wonder this. You see, Noah had a work ethic. Noah was willing to work. And so when God gave him something to do, he was going to work. Can God trust you with something to do? First of all, is your walk right? Have you been spending time with God, walking with God? But secondly, if God were to give you something to do, would you be willing to work? Would you be willing to give the, the, the effort to put forth the effort necessary to accomplish the work of God. If you're not willing to work, God's not going to give you something to do. If God cannot trust you, cannot depend on you to be faithful in the small tasks, don't expect Him to give you a big task. If you're not willing to be busy where God has you now reaching souls, don't expect Him to call you across the world to go reach souls there. Where are you at this morning? Are you taking these steps that we've shared with you so far. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.